Welcome to Pulse, where each week we try and have a chat to a different member of our Avondale community, find out who they are, what they do, and what inspires them to keep doing that. And today we have Paul Borger. So, Paul, thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Rob. Mate, got three questions for you. The first one, we start nice and easy softball. Uh, what is it that you do here at Avondale? Okay, so the official title is that I'm the strand convener for the undergraduate program in counselling and the course convener for the graduate diploma in counselling. That probably doesn't mean a whole lot to, to most people, but what it actually means is that I spend a good deal of uh, time with students who are looking to come into the program, just to tell them a little bit about the program and what it means. Um, then I help students with uh, unit selection, what units they need to take, I'm also, I guess, responsible together with my colleague down at Pitchford. I'm responsible for the ongoing design and refinement of the course. All our courses at Avondale, as some may be aware, tend to uh, go through a continual evolution. We're continually mm. looking at it and going, can we do this a little bit better? How do we tweak this? How do we make that um, better for the students? How do we make that better for future employers that are going to employ our students. So there's certainly some time spent in re reflection and redesigning uh, the course. Uh, we also deal with things like um, uh, professional accreditation. We're currently working on our PACFA accreditation document, which is a massive, huge thing that, um, and uh, hoping by the end of the year, we'll uh, have our course accredited by the Psychotherapy and Counseling Federation of Australia. That's um, right. about a three month job just to kind of get that document ready. It's many, many pages um, and wow. yeah, thousand attachments and that sort of thing. All the good stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. That sounds like a lot. Uh, what gets you up out of bed in the morning to actually come in and do that every day? Like it's a huge workload. So what inspires you to wake up and come and do that? Well, Brock, what it used to be was the thought that you would make me a coffee in Rejuve and that <laughs> yep. enough to get me out of bed. And that hasn't happened for a long time. I think now it's just pure willpower that gets me Good. out. But if you're asking what gives me joy yeah, uh, during the day, what actually gives me joy is seeing what I teach actually make a difference, A, to the personal lives of my students, for them to actually go, you know, I thought about that and that in class and I applied it and I realised this happened, mm. you know, my upbringing and my family, and, whoa, you know, lights went on and it made sense. Right. That's not an unusual thing to have happen in a counselling training course that students will put theory together with their own personal history and get some renewed awareness out mm. of that and understand themselves better. So I guess wow. I'm really passionate about understanding ourselves because I think when we understand ourselves and have greater awareness, we have more choices mm. about what we do, uh, about behaviours that we engage in because we're not just following some kind of a programming that happened from our family of origin. We actually uh, have the ability to choose and go, yeah, that bit from my family is really helpful that bit not so helpful we're going to leave that aside and i don't need to do that just because that's what i saw in in, right. in my family i think the other thing that's really satisfying for me and you know makes the job more than worthwhile is seeing uh, students go and uh, work with clients in their third year in their clinical placement and realize that this stuff that i've spent so much of my life being committed to actually works and make it makes a difference right. I mean, students come back and go wow it actually worked 
you know, it, it actually worked. I, I kind of, you know, I remembered what you said and I stuck with it and wow, this client, you know, really changed and they really grew and, you know, the symptoms that they were struggling with are so much better um, and, you know, their, their enjoyment of life is better because of the intervention of one of my students. And to kind of see that happen, particularly in young people who are maybe only 20, 21 years of age going out there and really making a difference in the lives of others. Um, that's exciting. And then, of course, seeing them go and get into the industry and get a job. Somebody told me just recently, a graduate from last year actually said, I'm in my dream job. And it's a counselling role in a particular organisation. And she says, it's my dream job. And, wow. you know, like it doesn't get much better than that, mate. That's phenomenal. That's brilliant. Well, I was one of your students too, and I, I remember finding it very, very helpful, very odd because it was a lot of things that I hadn't ever thought about before. But yeah, you're right. Having those things forced on you, to you've got to confront them. It's actually really, it's a hard process, but it's a really rewarding process. So I can see why that would really get you out of bed in the morning. That's very cool. Hey, so final question, which kind of brings it all together. There's so much wisdom that you have and that you've experienced, that you've seen, but if you could kind of distill it down to one thing and one thing only, if you could only share one thing with somebody to speak life into them, what would that be? So you're going to limit me to one thing, One hey? thing, mate. In order to avoid a sermon. Okay. <laughs> I think it, it would be... Be, be committed to going out and making a difference in the lives of others because we know that that's where happiness and satisfaction comes from. The best research we have in the field of happiness, and isn't it interesting that for the last 20 years there's a whole field of happiness research. It's like, it's like we can't figure out how to be happy. We need to pay people lots of money and pay social researchers money to go and go, oh, what makes people happy? And guess what they come back with? the type of stuff that Christians have been saying for hundreds of years, and one is money doesn't, doesn't actually make you happy, it's not related to how much you have, but it is related to, to the meaning that you feel you have by the contribution that you make. For example, we, we, we have now got research that shows that people in retirement who volunteer actually live longer than people who don't volunteer. In other words, people who actually don't just focus on themselves and, you know, what's the next big yeah. holiday I can go on the next big cruise, but people who also go, how do I make a difference to the lives of others actually live longer? And it's significant. It's a number of years longer than those hmm. who don't, hmm. uh, So, which is pretty amazing. So we know that our satisfaction and our happiness and even our longevity has a lot to do with how we make a difference to the lives of others. And why is that? Because that gives meaning. You know, that adds meaning to life. And uh, Viktor Frankl, the uh, psychotherapist who wrote that brilliant book just after coming out of concentration camps hmm. in World War II, because it was a Jewish psychiatrist, spent three years in, in uh, Dachau and other concentration camps, came out and wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Hmm. And not bad. In 1949, he published that book just a few years after coming out of concentration wow. camps. Uh, initially wrote it in German, which then translated uh, into English. And he came up with a whole brand of psychotherapy called logotherapy, and that's part of the existential therapies. And out of that, his big deal was that the, our purpose here is to find meaning. That's the hmm. purpose for which we're here, is to actually find meaning and to create meaning. And 
Yeah, I believe firmly in the words of Jesus, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Right. So if you find a way to give, whatever form or shape that takes for you, I think the rewards of that are huge and you make the world a better place. So um, <laughs> what else would you wish for? Really good. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Love having you as part of our community. You've been here longer than I have. Once a student, now I, now I have a colleague of yours, but it's really cool. Thanks for talking and yeah, really appreciate you, mate. My my pleasure. Thanks, Brock. Thanks.